This week on The Reverse Stick, we're breaking new ground with our first outside broadcast. Coming to you this week from Matt's Shed. Greetings and welcome to the Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, sitting opposite my co-host Matt Allen, staring out of his wonderful, cloudless, beautiful day, isn't it, Matt? It is. It is fabulous. There's a window. We can actually see outside. Yeah. And? Sunlight's coming in. It's the day. It's It's not a late night Friday. It's not. It's early in the afternoon Friday, folks. Uh, This could be a terrible show. Well, there's always that chance with our program. Stick around. Find out. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, good. Welcome to the uh, the abode. Oh, mate. We're, it's, um, it's a little bit of a mess in here. I apologise, but um, it's always a bit of a mess in here. I will be giving listeners a tour very shortly, mate. Okay. Um, but it's great to be here experiencing something new. It was only when we pressed the button and the um, the intro started playing, it was like, oh, wow, this is different. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, of course, we're here today because uh, it's a pupil-free day at school and... Uh, I've been a bit sick this week. So I didn't fancy a late night, um, a late night record, to be honest. No. So, did that have yeah. anything to do with playing in the pouring rain last oh. Saturday night? So I'm told by Daryl, and it did it did tip down. The ten nil loss had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, no, but <laughs> we got to about nine minutes left in the game. The lightning started. Everybody off, and uh, yeah, we lost ten nil. And to be honest, the the opponents weren't particularly humble in their victory. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't appreciate that much. So a choice of going off the field with nine minutes to go, or hanging around for fifteen twenty minutes in the dugouts, um, just to make them pay for um, being such arseholes. Um, <laughs> let's be frank. Um, I chose to keep the boys in the dugout, and we went out and played the last nine minutes, and only let them, let them one goal in, John. So. Oh, well done. Well, over the yeah, that's a pretty good effort. It was number ten though. News. Yes, we've got plenty to talk about. Let's get to the news first, Matt. Have you got any? So we've got some results. We've got the, the back Didn't end of the... did someone win something? Well, Australia won the Trans-Tasman series, if did there's they? any trophies going around for that. Um, it was a, a third draw in Game 3 for the women against the Black Sticks. That was a 2-2 draw. The men had a 4-2 win over the home side in Game Number 3. Plenty of yellows in that one. Four or five yellows in that game, and... Uh, um, it was a good game though, enjoyed it Aussies came out very very strong the Kiwis got back into it as the game went on and then in the final games there Australia got the first win in the women's competition 3-1 to take the series and a comprehensive 5-1 win for the Kookaburras against the hosts so a, a, a whitewash there for them well, didn't, didn't, uh, wasn't there pro league games? Uh, it was Belgium it was Netherlands was men it won four, and it was winner's day and Belgium lost um, in the medicine <laughs> competition, <laughs> and uh, the Dutch women had a had a win in slightly uh, hampered here, folks, because uh, my laptop's refusing to play the game with the old internet connection thing here today. So yeah, it was a three a three nil win, three nil win for the the Dutch women in the the final pro league game in Europe. No medals handed out just yet, John, because we've got to get the last games played here in Perth between Australia and New Zealand towards the end of the month. So winners' day, no. Wasn't they supposed to give the trophy out and stuff? No, like I said last week, no, they, they're not allowed to give the trophy out until all the games have been played. Oh, okay. Which strikes me as odd. That strikes me as 
We haven't got the trophies ready yet. No, no, not really. Come on. Give them some, I mean, some I suppose, credit. I suppose it's pretty easy. They've probably just got a box of them, like last year's ones. Just the ones that have been returned. They fixed them up. How many games didn't get played? Oh, lots. Some nations only played eight games, didn't they? So I don't know what the number. Let's say, let's say 64. Okay. So Pick a number. It's not like they were waiting for anything, was it? Well, look, you know, it's a tr- another one for the trophy cabinet, John. Oh, yeah, and take nothing away from the players. They played the games, the ones that they could and the people who could and against who they can. So well done to them. More importantly is what's coming up starting this weekend, and that's probably the most meaningful competitive hockey we've had for quite some time now. Um, The European Championships. Oh, yes. And getting underway in Amsterdam. And the the women's competition, um, you know, the Dutch have got to be, the home side have got to be favourites there. They're in a pool with Ireland... Scotland and Spain, in Pool B, Belgium, England and Germany and Italy um, are the four in there. Dutch are going to be very hard hey, to beat there. How does the final system work? So does third go through? Uh, no, I think it's two, so, two, it's two and two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there, there could be a bit of a banana peel there for Spain. Yeah, they're, they're likely to come out and, and beat the Dutch and then... Lose to Scotland. Or lose to to Ireland. Ireland, yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be interesting little pull, that one. Who are the other four? Belgium, uh, England, Germany and Italy. You'd think that would be between England and Germany going through there. Netherlands and, yeah, one one of two two there. Well, Spain would be, you'd think, would be too strong, but you never know. In the men's competition, running concurrently. Um, I'll just pull up. Info there for it. Paul A. Belgium, England, Russia, the 22nd ranked in the world, and Spain, 9th ranked in Pool A. Bit of an ageing Spanish squad there. This will be their last opportunity, I think. There'll be a fair few guys retiring. Kiko Cortes, Pau Quemada, Allegre, Ramon, um, Mickey Diaz, a lot of experience in there, but, uh, yeah. you know, some, some potential of tiring legs. Pool B, France, Germany, Netherlands, and Wales. Um, finished sixth last time around. Um, to hang on to that spot in the in the top division there. Oh, hang on a sec. Were you talking about the women's competition first? No, yeah, women's first. Men's oh, second. okay. I got everything back to front then. That's all right. Well, it's all it's all relevant, John. Nobody oh. listens to these bits anyway. Oh, that's I true. mean, they don't value. They're our waiting opinion. for the comedic moments in between, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need the facts. <laughs> facts. What, what, what bother with facts? Well, no one seems to bother too much with facts in the hockey world anymore, do they? They don't, John. No. We've got a bit to get hard through. Hard hitting we've got, bit, we've got a bit to get through. I've got, I've got my list here. We'll see what if anything's uh, sort of uh, newsworthy within here. Uh, I know it's all general chit-chat, I think, John. Um, we could talk about the announcement, which I woke up to at about four, four o'clock this morning, that the Hockey Fives inaugural World Cup will be taking place in Amman. Of all places, one of the Hot four bases. nations that are, that are that applied for it. A couple of great um, press releases have come out on on that, John. No, they didn't apply. They were allocated, weren't they? Oh, allocated. I think it does say that on the on the Asian hockey. That's what I thought. Um, report. Well, it's great. There's um, a quote here from the Amman Hockey Association president, Captain Talib Al Wahabi, and this is from a press release on the Asian Hockey Federation site. I'm very pleased, delighted and grateful we happily undertake this great responsibility to deliver the first ever FIH Men's Hockey Fives World Cup 
at the highest possible standard and we will provide the state-of-the-art conditions for the athletes. It is a matter of pride for me, Sultanate of Oman and Oman Hockey. Our gratitude goes out to the FIH and AHF for giving us the responsibility of hosting the FIH Men's Hockey Fives World Cup and for their continued support in developing hockey in Oman. Winning the rights to host this innovative and attractive hockey tournament will open up great horizons and showcase the Sultanate of Oman around the world. Fair enough. Did you forget something? No, I don't think so, John. Um, Now, released at exactly the same time, it seems to be, certainly on Twitter, a release from the FIH. Oman Hockey Association President Captain Talib Al-Wahaibi said, I am very pleased and delighted. We happily undertake the great responsibility to deliver the first ever FIH Hockey Fives World Cup at the highest possible standard. We will build state-of-the-art facilities and provide best conditions for the athletes. It is a matter of pride for me, Sultanate of Oman and Oman Hockey, our sincere gratitude for giving us the responsibility of hosting the FIH Hockey Fives World Cup for men and women. Winning the rights to host this innovative and attractive hockey tournament will open up great horizons and showcase the Sultanate of Oman around the world. Now, there's a distinct difference between those two press releases. I noticed that, Matt. Apart from, apart from the fact the FIH one's about 21 words less, but does include women's hockey in there as so well. So it has a word that they don't use in the AHF, but it's still less in length. A direct quote, is it? Well, it's direct quote, yeah. Oh. It's in, Interesting. In speech marks. Um, well, I'm just, I'm just wondering when that, whether that's been doctored by the FIH... Um, I'm imagine doctoring something at the FIH. Um, <laughs> because, because the, the AHF release seems to suggest that they only re- thought that they were going for the men's Hockey Fives World Cup and not the women's Hockey Fives World Cup. And imagine that, signing up for something you weren't expecting to and, uh, and getting double the points. It's interesting that two different organisations have two different quotes. Yeah, yeah. Attributed to the, the president of the... To them Separately. Separately. Mm. He's got to have a memory then, hasn't he? Yeah. You almost go word for word. Oh, no, he, he could have... Well, he didn't go word for word, did he? He missed 20-odd <laughs> words and got another one wrong or different. Added one. Anyway. Um, so there's been much said very recently on social media, not the, least by Kate Richardson-Walsh. Well, but, it has a lot to do with the fact that men was mentioned in one of those press releases and men and women were <laughs> mentioned in the other, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's a little bit more to do with the... The, uh, the human rights and the, the angle taken by Omani oh, really? authorities on homosexuality and it's the, the nature of it being ele- like, illegal in the country. You mean like um, newly elected member Saudi Arabia? Is, is that what you're talking about? Very much so, yeah. But, but to be fair, also a lot of other um, international countries that play hockey, namely countries like Namibia, Zimbabwe, um, Malaysia... It's uh, it's not just Oman. I'm not defending their their situation at all with it. Um, but uh, interestingly, Kate Richardson Walsh has attended her resignation from the FIH athletes athletes committee. I read on her, her Twitter account there. So great to see that someone's prepared to take a stand and yeah. uh, stand up for what they think and what what's right against the FIH. Well, Matt, these are the sorts of uh, issues you confront when you um, take moral stands on things. And, um, yeah, Kate's decided to do that. Well done to her. I would call on others to think similarly, not just in this case, though. 
Um, no, sorry. I'll just, I'll, my thoughts are going towards a, a post from Bernardo from South Pass, trying to equate the decision of it going to Oman and the, the hot water that South Pass got into a few months ago with the um, uh, fat shaming, body dysmorphia, fun joke. It's equal men and women, so therefore it doesn't matter. Um, and, and, I, and I just think it's to bring that up alongside this is is just inappropriate and doesn't really fit at all. They're they're, they're totally different, um, totally different points. Um, look, we see it with it soccer. Is look at... is, it is good that he's pointing out the hypocrisy of this happening. It, it's not good that he's perhaps trying to use it to make a point about something that happened ages ago. Well, that... But the, the the general point that this is a, a grand piece of hypocrisy. Is is valid, isn't it? Well, yeah, but look, the EHF posted uh, its Pride Month yeah. <laughs> um, post yesterday. Yeah. Uh, what? There's nobody on the EHF being part of the decision making process on where the the Hockey Fires World Cup goes. I mean, who? Well, wants... They they should certainly be saying, oh well, voicing that they don't agree with the decision, and perhaps we'll seek not to. We'll be telling teams not to compete at it. Now, were I being employed as a journalist and I was told by my boss, you've got to go to Oman to cover the Hockey Fives World Cup, yeah. I might consider coming out. Oh, just so that you could test the waters there? No just, so I don't, no, just so I don't have to go. Who wants to go to a bloody Hockey Fives World Cup? I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> In Oman. Huh? Nightlife? Apparently the rugby club's good, I've heard. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, Chief of Police is a, is a patron. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. <laughs> Used to be. Um, but, oh, look, we don't like Hockey Five, so we're hardly going to sit here. And if it had gone to... Wherever it would have gone, we'd have found some way to sledge it and bag it, because we don't like it. Well, they've got... Isn't corp- that fair? They've, they've we got, should lay our cards down. They've still got corporal punishment in Singapore and Pakistan, which were two of the other countries that were going for it. Um, yeah. They don't favour homosexuality too highly in either country either. Um, India, well, you've got your corporal punishment there still, but it's just not, just you know, it's not strictly legal, but it still happens. Oh, this is the quandary you get in when you start taking moral stances on issues, and we could, we could say the same thing about our own country. There's probably areas that our country fails in that when we hold up to these hugely high standards that we sign on for. And our, our glorious leaders proclaim to us, then yeah, but we don't <laughs> we don't whack people across the buttocks with a, a cane, though, well, do we? Only in the privacy of our own home. But you pay for it; it's not a punishment. <laughs> Come on! You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Um, yeah, I meant sorry to, to tri- trivialise that point yeah. at the end there, but we do like to have fun as well. Can't all be serious. No, it can't. I meant to mention before though the Euros streaming all weekend yeah. on Euro so, Hockey so TV. Euro a pass or twenty. Yeah, Euros the whole weekend pass. I think it's about fourteen, fifteen Euros or three Euros a game or a day. Look, um, that's you, pretty you good. It's fantastic value. If you're planning on sitting in front of the tube to watch some hockey, that's that's good value. Yeah. Um, opening game. Do 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 do. Oh, I'm not looking at the screen. I think it's. Wales men are in the opening game. Got it on one of these pages here somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to find it'll it. It'll be great hockey. It'll Go to eurohockey.org and you'll find all the info you need well, you to got find out there. Teams using it as Olympic warm up, and you've got teams trying to prove a point, and you've got teams, or it'll be a good tournament. A fantastic tournament. Great to see. And like you say, yeah, a good, a good warm up before the Olympics. A good opportunity to get an eye on some of those sides that have been some 
um, significant changes with and a few stars dropped out. You know, well, it's an interesting competition to have because it's not one you want to do poorly in because you're messing around with systems or you're trying to try out new things, is it? It's a sort of taunt. Oh. It landed on the roof. Yeah. Oh, it's not the mouse. Uh, um, they're all dead in the roof. It's not the sort of tournament where you want to be, you do want to be doing your best because it's the Euros. So there's not going to be, I wouldn't imagine there's going to be too much experimenting going on or anything like that. Everybody will be going hard at it. Unlike, say, the Trans Tasman test where I think, although the players are all going hard at it, there's a certain feeling that that's a, a bit of a test bed for players who will be selected. Whereas, the Euros, there'll be no test bed players. They'll all be expected that they're pretty close to those Olympic teams that'll be going for the teams that are. Sure. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, John. You always do make sense to me, though, John. Yeah, um, you're a bit weird, though. We asked the question last week um, when we were talking about the FIH voting, and we found out that, no, you know, you can't find out who's voted. It's a secret. Shush. But we have managed to find out who didn't vote. <laughs> Or who did vote? No, that's it's easier to say who who didn't vote. But not it? for whom they voted, no. just whether they voted or not. Whether they voted or not. Um, so just feel for a second. I've got. It. I'm just pulling it up here, John. Well, was this general uh, a general release by the FIH to people that asked? So uh, if anybody could, yeah, I think you could have. Yeah, you could have asked the question. Okay. So, somebody to ask on our behalf and send, <laughs> send us the information. <laughs> Um, it's so, not a leak, in other words. We haven't got some sort of insider thing going. No, no, no. Um, those that didn't vote, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Bahamas. Now, is it Armenia or Azerbaijan that are suspended at the moment for non-payment of a fine from not turning up at a tournament? One of those two. I think it's Azerbaijan. Bahamas, Burundi, Colombia, Indonesia. Well, we may understand why Indonesia. Or... We're not sure about that yet, Matt. I'm still going through the tapes. Because they're so goddamn well, the, boring. Yeah, well, the motion was to suspend, suspend them. Excuse yeah. me. Israel, Mauritius, Moldova, Nicaragua, Samoa, Sierra Leone, South Africa, and Tonga. So, a few from um, Oceania was there. Was it Tongo? No, that was on somebody written, written on the list. No, it's Tonga. Okay. Togo, they voted. Tonga, okay. they didn't. But they misspelled it, didn't they? No, the FIH didn't. No. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The person that sent it to us did. Tongo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hang on a minute. Tongo voted, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You can't just make countries up. <laughs> Surprisingly, though. South- that was my initial thought, was where they get this country from. But anyway. South Africa not voting. Hmm. Interesting. find that very, very strange. Um, did they attend... Were they there? Were they listening? Did they have a representative logged in? Well, that's what would be nice to find out, John, over coming weeks, is who actually was logged in and where were they logged in from and uh, is everything proper and correct on the voting side of things? <sighs> Questions are being asked? Well, they are, and they're, they're being asked probably because it's a, a very close race and there's been a, a prevailing and underlying feeling throughout the hockey world that there's dodginess going on. Now, did so, you read Ash's article that yeah, came out this week? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did. So there's a bit of an angle in there which points towards, is this constitu- constitutionally correct, allowing 
new members to vote or not. I think I looked like, like back in 2016, new new members once ratified, they were allowed to vote. It seems to be that obviously that's happened. The, arg- the argument, the... the argument being put forward is that they shouldn't have been allowed to vote. So the FIH is using that that as a precedent to allow them to vote this time around when they shouldn't have been allowed to have voted the first time in, in 2000, whatever it was. I haven't read the statutes again yet. I'll go, I will go through them, folks, and have a closer look at it. And check out Not The Footy Show. But that seems to be we, the argument. Yeah, we, we reposted it on our socials. You can follow us on the socials, by the way, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, all at The Reverse Stick. Please do come and join us there. Yes, please do. But we've got something big to talk about, then. We have. You are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, now, just, and no, wait, just, wait, wait, just before, just on that last point, um, that same company that did the voting, Lumi, yeah. uh, are doing the voting for the International Ski Federation, mm-hmm. and the International Ski Federation have asked for online mandatory training of everybody that intends to vote in their Congress coming up for, for their new president prior to the event. So not, let's have a practice run on the day for whoever turns up. You don't get to vote in the main event if you haven't already done your mandatory training beforehand. Now, maybe Lumi have just learned this little trick, um, looking at how things have gone with the FIH. But uh, Well, when a country can just miraculously sign on a minute before the a particular vote, and they've... Where have you been for this Congress? And suddenly, did you vote? You know, I think we as stakeholders, as players, as coaches, as umpires, as whatever we do, the people that sell the hot chips and toasties at the candy bar, (laughs) struggling for words there, folks. But all of us as stakeholders have a right to feel that our representatives are actually there representing us. Well, what's so disappointing about listening to bits and pieces of the Congress, looking for stuff to come in the next few weeks, that, um, you know, some countries don't... There was, there was not like every vote had 147 people voted. No. Or whatever it no, was. No, 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 no. Some people voted. There was 112 voted for this, and then 118 voted for this. And how does that work? If, if you're being represented by one of these countries that just shows when and not to and how to whatever to vote then you'd be pretty upset you should, they're your voice you would hope that those people would set aside those two days that perhaps well, they one day in this case mm. all they had to do was turn up for the hour and a half or yeah. two hours of whatever it was of that zoom meeting but much easier than taking a flight to delhi and having three or four days out of your schedule oh much easier but probably not as big a minibar yeah no probably not no Oh yeah, I just I find it interesting also that South Africa didn't vote, but I'm pretty sure um, the one of the Eswatini um, guys either lives in Zimbabwe or in South Africa. Certainly studied in South Africa. Zimbabwe managed to vote, but Eswatini, no, sorry, yeah, Eswatini managed to vote. Zimbabwe managed to vote. Namibia managed to vote, but South Africa didn't manage to vote. Of course, there is another side to this. Maybe all of us, and we're included because we were, yeah, you can do it electronically and blah, blah. Maybe it ain't that easy. Maybe it's not worth doing. Maybe you need everybody in the room together when you're having a big thing like a Congress such as this. Maybe. Well, you think look, uh, internet shortages and problems staying <laughs> online for a certain it, period it, of time it, and the cost could to be, do it? it? 
Who knows? Is it something that there FIH could be issues? Would bear the cost of here's a SIM card that'll keep you online for <laughs> for two days. <laughs> that, well, yeah, maybe, maybe there are issues like that that we haven't considered. But I wouldn't imagine they would exist in South Africa. Anyway, you're going to give us some big news. Yes. Not only are we the global hockey podcast, Matt, mm-hmm. we are also home to the inaugural International Field Hockey Podcast Awards. Oh, you didn't do the special voice this week, no? The International Field Hockey Podcast Awards. That's right, we are, John. Ahead of the 200th weekly episode of the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast, we are proud to announce the inaugural International Field are you Hockey this? Podcast Awards. Yeah, no, it's no. just off the top of my head. Yeah. The initial awards will be a retrospective <laughs> celebration of all field hockey podcasts released prior to 2021. Okay, so get that. So let's say podcasts started properly in 2004. That was when the, the, the term was coined, the phrase was coined. Um with the very first annual award ceremony recognising the previous calendar year to be held in January 2022. So these are the catch-up awards, John. And they'll be aired, the winners will be aired on our 200th episode in early July, voting to close at the end of June. You can go onto our socials and find the link to the Google form there. The categories are Best Overall Field Hockey Podcast, Best Field Hockey Podcast Presenter Slash Personality, Best Single Field Hockey Episode, Best Field Hockey Interview, Best Field Hockey Podcast Social Media Presence, and Best Field Hockey Feature or Story. Now, so it doesn't have to be a purely field hockey podcast for all of those categories. So you could have a good hockey story um, come in the Best Field Hockey Feature or Story from any sports podcast or, or anything. Is that that's so we can give something to Morrison? Maybe. <laughs> Are we reading this already? Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> um, whereas if it's got best field hockey podcast in there, then it's just got to be a specific hockey podcast. Um, so, yeah, nominations close on the 30th of June. As we've mentioned before, we're going to be the head judges um, for this and future awards. So, as such, we will not be available for any award nominations. And then we'll engage a wider panel of, panel of judges for the actual 2021 awards that will be presented in January 2022. Yeah. So we'll be looking for look, – we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. All we've got to focus on right We're now – We're getting the ball rolling. This is the, the kind of the catch-up to get us to, to today, and, uh, and then we'll look to do, do it annually from there on in. So um, what's the new, um, new one coming out from the lads in Holland? Or... On the spot? Yeah. So they wouldn't be eligible for an award. Not this year. Not this year, but when we do the awards... So not in, sorry, yes not, this year, but not yeah, in this little this, sort of catch-up yes. awards that we're doing. The, an introduction to the International yeah. Field Hockey Podcast Awards, and, the uh, IFHPA. Yes, that's it. That's very clever. And we will be presenting to the winners of those categories the, the golden microphone. Yep. We'll we'll be working on that with the spray cans and uh, and things soon. Yeah. Oh no, it, it'll be up to FIH official standards. Yes, yeah, of course, that's what I mean. Yeah. We'll be working with the spray cans and the glue. Yeah. yeah, I got some old pine out the back. Well, there you go. That, there's there's our plinth. Stain them. Yeah. Good. Good. Can um, you engrave? So that's happening. All right with a knife. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. Scratch it in there. Matt for Mara. That's <laughs> <laughs> on one of the trees around the corner. Um. So, yeah, get online and vote. Go to any of our socials, all at the reverse stick. There's others that are retweeting and reposting those at the moment. Had a couple of nominations come in already, John. Oh, good. 
Um, so yeah, when we when we go to the the full awards, the annual awards, then we'll it won't just be a sort of a, a nomination basis from you guys. We'll be looking for podcast creators to send in audio of their show to enter for you to listen to and well no for the panel of judges to listen to so I won't have to no because there'll be some that the panel of judges we we might engage somebody from outside of the direct hockey world or somebody that doesn't normally listen to podcasts oh that's right um, as part of the panel and that'll that'll be part of the judging process they get to listen to it and see what they they like and what they think has this thing got a budget uh, no, um, <laughs> Scott, who has helped us with some of this uh, concept, is looking forward to receiving the uh, the sponsorship proposal oh, for the IFHPA. Are we proposing him? Well, no. If he's proposing, if he wants to sponsor him, and I'm sure he can, but probably a bit out of his price range. I mean, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars here, aren't we, just to get the thing just launched, to take to, us away on holiday? Just in a, no, just in a, just just our own time. Well, yeah, there is that too. No, looking forward to it. Get into it, folks. Um, all the hockey podcasts that have ever been, we're interested in hearing about. I, I was just, I, I was like thinking of some earlier when I was going, oh yeah, this one, who I was tagging into the post. And then somebody's nominated another two or three on their very first look. Like, oh, that's right, they've done one as well, haven't they? Oh, that's oh, right, yeah. those boys have done that one. Oh, that one there, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think even Keely back in the day did a, an umpire, some umpiring podcast. Uh. Do we, oh, well, maybe, I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind if you nominate yourself either. Get the nominations in. That's fine. Maybe in the future we can extend it to like YouTube clips and stuff, like what Keely does. Because that's what, part, partly, that's really podcast, isn't it? An International Field Hockey Media Awards. Oh, well. Have we missed a trick here? As long as we don't have to fly people uh, to a, no, no, to a just glitchy regist- awards ceremony. We're just registering that now, folks. It is the International Field Hockey Media Awards, of which the International Field Hockey Podcast Awards are just a branch of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get you. Good. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Matt, one thing that came up for me during this week. Sure. Um, Taff, the hockey family... I can't remember if it was a TAF post or a hockey family post. Um, but anyway, he put up a post. It was something to do with coaching. That would be under his coach TAF account then, surely. Oh, but it was something to do about coaching, appropriate age for coaching, something like I can't even remember. I can't access it because my beauty thing's not working. Anyway, um, I made some response to it that was vaguely humorous, and uh, but I had a bit of a laugh with it. It was a serious post. But it got me thinking, I haven't had a coach, like a formal coach of a team since I was 17. My, the entirety so of... Are you expecting me to sound shocked or something? No, no. well, be, if you watch me play, that would be obvious. But the entirety of my senior career, I've gone through without playing in a team that had a coach. Yeah, I'm, I'm not far off. Although, see, I don't really consider myself a coach. I consider myself somebody who organises the boys on the sidelines. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I knew that we were probably going to get a touch-up this weekend just well, you had said that. So I decided, right, we need to change our formation a little bit here, boys. Um, this is We need to set up a bit more defensively. We'll take one out of the forward line, sit him in there. This is how we want to play. 4-0 down at quarter time. Yeah, that worked seven, well. 7-0 seven down at half time. At half time, I think I got to the point where I went, tell you what, boys. Let's just go back to playing how we normally play. <laughs> when he let three goals in the second half. 
nine minutes. So I put my hand up at the end of the game. I said, maybe there was a coaching error there, boys. My apologies. So I need to go back to the team manager role as opposed to the uh, on-field coach But you know what I mean when I say that there's always been people in the team that have maybe taken charge on game day or or this is how... No, no, no. I'm pretty much the same. You know, yeah, long time since I remember... It's not coaching, is it? No. Well, it's no, because it's generally not somebody removed from playing the game them, themselves. You know, what you're talking about is somebody who's on the sideline, viewing yeah, everything, yeah, making yeah. decisions for the Getting better of the team. Getting clipboards out yeah. and doing all that, you know. Not, it's just some guy coming off and having a rant at half-time. <laughs> um, but most of the team, especially in the last de- two decades, it's been self-coached. Yeah. There's been no outside influence. It's us coming off at half-time and someone says something and someone says something else and... Uh, and I say, boys, boys, one voice. Yeah, one, one voice. at a time, one at a time. Yeah. Uh, I know that's probably 70% of hockey players. Yeah. I just, it, it just struck me as an interesting point. I mean, maybe that's why... I, I, it's not that I, I haven't had coaching in the sense that, like, we'd go to train... When I was younger, we'd go to training and there'd be drills set up and stuff like that. But I was never part of a, a team like a twos... Who's got their own coach who stuff all coaches. the ones or coaches? Yeah. yeah, it was always no, no, the coach who coaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As, and yeah, it was just an interesting thought. Wondering how many other people have well, go once he gets past juniors, it's like all junior grades have got coaches, you know, bang bang. But once you get to seniors, it's like one as we know it from here, ones and twos. Yep, they've got a coach. Threes might have someone that coordinates them. <laughs> If they're lucky. <laughs> yeah. And then you, I don't know, how is it in other countries? Do you have coaches for all, are you that formalised in the way that you go about playing your hockey? I mean, do you care what a coach says anyway? You know, do well, you just, do, do, you just do your own thing? Who needs a bloody coach when I'm this good? Well, that's you. But a, a lot of the time when you come off anyway, because especially once, once you're getting into masters, a lot of it's self-evident while you're out there. You know what's going on. Yeah. You can, it's, yeah. That's not to say there's not a place for coaching. I wonder if I would have been a better player had there been some continuity of, of coaching experience, especially when I was younger. But I went straight I into seniors yeah, into no, a really bad any, team. I don't think there's any doubt. You would, you would have been. You would have been. In, in, I think a lot of us are quite tactically naive, and, um, and that's why sometimes we turn off when people go a bit more in-depth talking about systems and a deeper coaching level of stuff because we never really did it and probably don't get it quite as much well, as those I, who have I, been I remember doing those more. sorts of things with teams. It's, but it wasn't like we would go down and train them on Thursday night when the boys got together on a Saturday afternoon. It's right, we're going to play this way today because we're going to play this system and this is how it works. And right, right. But sooner or later, like the acquired knowledge of playing in low grade hockey leads you to the, you line up 5-3-2, you play wide, you know, and of all of those other systems and, and a lot of that other coaching doesn't fit in playing in that, those lower grades. No, no, because you'll find that the other team are playing exactly the same system as you if you, if you're playing that traditional, uh, setup. Oh no, when, when teams no, do. No, 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 but no, but when yeah. they do something different, you what a, What's going on here? It's... No, but that's the art of it, you, that you don't have to. I would argue that you don't have to. In fact, you're better off staying how you are and just running your team the way that... Let them fiddle around with that bloke down the back. Yeah, then that's my proofing point for my coaching in the week, in the week for last weekend. Yeah. Anyway, 
Love to hear your thoughts. If you yeah. do have any, you so, can yeah. send us an email along with your nominations for the international... No, no, just go to the form. You go to the form. Don't take oh, any do, email don't. nominations. Oh, okay. no, but give the email addresses out anyway. John at net. Matt at net. We hope to hear from you soon. That would be nice. Um, quick mystery file. It's like a 12-parter. So... I'm just going to, um, I'll, I'll read. A quick the, 12 part. I'll, I'll read the little preface to it first. And then over the next couple of weeks, we'll hear more from Albert Lykin from the, uh, the, the Russian Hockey Federation, the All Russia Hockey Federation. Um, he was a FIH council member at the time when we're going back to here, 1992. John, Russians need our help. Hockey Circle has received an interesting letter from Mr. Albert Lykin, a long-time and respected council member of the FIH and president of the All-Russia Hockey Federation. In it, he explains the desperate situation in which hockey and the people of Russia find themselves since their state council made sweeping changes, not only to the name of the country, but its political structure. In an accompanying note to Australia, FIH representative Frank Yeen, Albert suggests that the present economical situation in this country is worse than ever before. There are terrible shortages of food and medicine, he said. He is hopeful that things will improve, but in the meantime, the need for food and pharmaceuticals is desperate. Mr. Yeans has already sent a parcel to Moscow, but it's really only a token of what is required to help. We'd like to think Australian hockey people would band together and perhaps further help our fellow sportsmen and women. I mean, this is when you became Russia's number, number one fan, wasn't it, around this time? Yeah. yeah. And the Russian team, under some trying circumstances, won through in New Zealand to qualify for this year's Barcelona Olympic Games and proved most popular when they played in the last Champions Trophy tournament in Melbourne, where one of their players, Soz Hirapetian, won player of the tournament. If any hockey association, blah, 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 um, get in contact. Um, so there's a lengthy story there, and we will continue that over coming weeks. Um, hockey in the former USSR, perestroika, no, all not peaceful, financial problems, it goes on and on. So... Look forward to that. Well, so do I. I hope you do it's it. Nice piece of history. What show number is this? 196. 196. So Not 200. 200's when we're going to be doing the... Uh, podcast Awards. Yeah, International Field Hockey Podcast Award. Brilliant. Um, I'm going to continue with Matt's mystery file, mm. and uh, except it's going to be Matt's mystery share. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've stood up. I have stood up so I could pervade no, the not, whole room. It's not because of lack of furniture. There's five stools and a couch and a bed in bed. there, but you've Look, decided to sit on the floor. It was very comfortable down there. Um, I've just got to let you in on this, folks, because it's truly amazing. Uh, I've just stood up. I'm looking around the room. Look, one quarter of the room we're not going to talk about, and obviously the missus doesn't come down here very often. That's, that's probably worth some money, that one. Is that a... F- <laughs> okay, you know, we're not going to talk about it. Okay. To my left here, there's a table... First thing I can see is uh, on top of one, there's just piles of memorabilia and stuff. There's the tackle from April 10th, 1952. It's the souvenir special for the opening of Gibson Park Playing Fields down locally here in Perth for hockey, soccer, lacrosse and rugby league. You know what's played there at the moment? Netball. Has been for quite a few years, but it's the official opening. It's about four or five pages long with all the, the list of speech makers. And the, the matches commencing at 3 p.m. with lacrosse, uh, Fremantle versus cricketers, uh, with a bully by Sir Frank Gibson. 
In the hockey, in the hockey, in the hockey, cricketers, of course, were Rick Charlesworth's old club. A program for Sunday's hockey grand finals, the 1952 grand finals at the Royal Showgrounds. And let's have a look uh, on the Northfield WA State Schoolboys versus Scotch College, Westfield. Fremantle versus Old Wesley in the A2 grade grand final. The A3 grade grand final. West Leaderville versus Perth. West Leaderville. A lot of clubs come and go over the years. And in the 1952 A1 grand final, it was Cricketers 3, Fremantle 4. Oh. And uh, there's some interesting names. Uh, what a year. Some of those. We've got Dicks. Uh, we've got uh, Fords in there as well. Locally for us, our yep. club, as an M Pierce and a C Pierce for cricketers. And Dick, um, yes, some great names there. And now there's photos everywhere. There's the State Hockey Championship 2004 Fremantle Under 15B Boys. There's the Fremantle Last Grand Final we won autographed program from the match day yep. that I remember getting all those autographs yep. when people Was were very 2006? On the wall, we can see a, a poster from the 1976 Montreal Olympiad, the 21st, and a hockey... Is that India versus... I'm not sure who that country is, because one bloke... There's, there's Pakistan, Kenya. I think. Pakistan, Kenya, is it? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, there's another table here just filled hey, hey, no, with what about, photos. What about, what about the one underneath that one, Dan? Uh, that's a... That, oh, that's got you in it. I think that's a grand final, isn't it? It's a grand final, one, yeah. The bloke in the bottom right-hand corner... See him looking at his finger on the on the photo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the I think the assistant coach for the women's Australian softball team. Oh, he's, he's, he, and he's there now. They've they've landed in Tokyo already. Oh wow! Yeah. Good luck first on. first international team to arrive, I believe. Wow, we've got a table full of photographs, team photographs. Um, the ladies. That's your nineteen grade That's three, the 1940s, 1949, the grade three ladies. And aren't they looking splendid? They are indeed. Is that, That's is that John, is that John Lee in the middle at the back? That is in fact John Lee. Your, na- your namesake. Who My was, namesake. Uh, He's gra- J.H. Lee. A great, a great, um, uh, servant to the club and sport in general in the area and a, no um, a, uh, Mate, great journalist as well. It is. Big hockey journalist. Hockey memorabilia journalist. all over the place. There's scrapbooks, there's photos, there's heaps of team photos, old club stuff. And all this other international type stuff you've got lying around, Matt. Although I do like the periodic table of beer styles. That's quite quite important. But you've just got hockey memorabilia everywhere. Oh, the old Fremantle Hockey Club sign. Where did you get that one from? That's from the old club rooms. And I was was going in the skip. You're kidding. That's not going in the bloody skip. That's coming with me. Keep that. And there is just memorabilia everywhere. You've got hockey circles lying around somewhere inside. I know you've got... All this stuff. It's just pennants awesome. Are so, you've got some nice pennants behind you there on the table. If you I have. We've got those. the um, YMCA Junior Carnal Under-18 Championship. Doesn't have what year. Premiers in 1985 for under-13s at the YMCA Carnival. And that was the big junior carnival in Perth when I was a kid. Uh-huh. The YMCA Carnival was like before the season, a week before the season start. They'd have it. Lots of junior teams would turn out there. The... Uh, is that old Melbourne? Old Mundaring, I think it would probably be. Seven-a-side B-grade carnival in 1966. <laughs> Gee, it's taken them a long time to get down to five, but this is the hasn't thing, it? No, but I've got all of these things, and what do you, what 1982 do you do with them? 
carnival flags, junior carnivals from 1970, to Fremantle Hockey Club in appreciation from the South Australian Colts hockey team, 1961. So, so they, that's got to go up, mate. So they must they must have stayed with us. We'd have. Been, we'd have been the host club for the, yep. the national championships that year. This is a big one, Matt. It's the... Um, CBC Six Aside Division One Plate 1960. <laughs> oh, they thought long and hard about fives, didn't they? They 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 really struck something new there. Uh, uh, six of clients, well, well, six of clients side, six well, aside. Whilst you say that, hang on. More photos. Under thirteen boys, two thousand and four. Not that old, but good on them. We got some. A grade from 65 in the wacky competition. Look, they're proper hockey shirts. Look, they've got collars and pockets. They are seriously good hockey shirts. Now, I've got one here. This is from 1947. This is the A.H. Draper Memorial Day program. And he's a, he was a, an ex-member, and um, they, they go away to a spot in the country and play different sports, but they would... Um, team themselves up as to where they lived. So you'd have an East Fremantle, Mosman Park, a Fremantle, whatever. And they played five-a-side hockey. Okay. Five-a-side hockey, general rules. Teams should be comprised of five players, three forwards and two backs. No goalkeeper. There will be no boundaries and no circles, goals being scored from any position in front of the goals. No player shall be offside if, when the ball is hit by a teammate... He's in his own half of the ground, he's behind the ball, or he has one opponent between himself and the goals. Uh, the ball must not be hit. So he, they were still playing offside, a form of offside yeah. then. <laughs> the, the ball must not be hit, either with the forehand or reverse stick, but may only be pushed, flicked, or lifted. There should be two halves, each of ten minutes, with only a minimum break between for changing ends. The game shall be started by a bully in the centre of the ground, and restarted after each goal in a like manner. No other bullies shall be taken. The umpire may contain the play within reasonable limits if he so desires by awarding a free hit to the player nearest to the ball at any particular time. <laughs> and that's it. That's your rules. Now, that yeah. sounds simple to me. Award a free hit to the player nearest to the ball at any particular time. Yep, your free hit. Yeah. There was a separate women's event. Fremantle Ladies Hockey Club uh, conducted the following events during the course of the afternoon. 50-yard championship, pass ball, tunnel ball, Egg and spoon race, overhead pass, three-legged race, hockey dribble, hockey pass ball, and relay team race. Unreal. Seems like a lot of fun. They get on the bus and or on the train or whatever, and off they go to the country. You've got crates of it here too. There's like oh, that's AG, AGM and... minutes and all sorts of stuff. Oh, you can throw them out. No, you can't. We've got our very first club AGM minutes going back to 1933. Uh, you don't throw that away. No, probably not. If I age, probably. Got anything more? Uh, did notice um, on fieldhockey.com it's their 25th anniversary today. I love it as a source of information. It's simple. It's an RSS feed. It's easy to view, easy to scroll to what you want on there. Very, very simple. And I imagine that a lot of people that do media things in the hockey world jump on there regularly just to catch up with what's going on. So good work to uh, keeping that going there. Good stuff. Good work to keeping that going. Good work. Thanks Good for keeping work. that going. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, send in your um, your no, nominations. No, go to the form. There's a Google, oh, go there's to Google form. form. That's right. Don't send find it. Us on, the find form. us on the socials. Go to the Google form and uh, send in your nominations. 
got until 30th of June. We'll remind you next week of it anyway. We'll keep reminding uh, you. And do get on, get a scored fancy team sorted out for Euro Championships. You haven't got long to go. Yep. Get into it. Are you done it? Yeah, you playing hockey this weekend? No, no. no. Bye. We've got two buys in the row. No, well, everyone's General got a, buys. Everyone's got a buy, except for one of the one of the 40s teams tomorrow. So I'll put my hand up for a game. See oh, if, uh, <laughs> of course you did. See if, uh, if hey, I make uh, it. I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't think they're going to be playing finals this year. No, that's fine. It's all about the appearances for me. Creeping up to that 300. Thanks for joining us, folks. Bye. See you for 197. That was nice. Son. Yeah, son. Got a bit of music being played from the neighbours in the background. Have we? Yeah. Didn't oh, hear uh, the oldest doing a flute practice, so that's a bonus. Oh, oh brilliant. <laughs> got away with that? Uh, I should have got a game tomorrow. Oh, we didn't ask. How did, how did you go last weekend? I didn't. You didn't play then? So no. you, uh, but Nick. How'd the team go? Uh, Drew. With? Uh, Whitford's. One all. That were? Uh... Bottom of the table. <laughs> I, just wanted to say I didn't play. I don't know if that says anything. I mean, you'd have obviously have won if you'd have been playing. Well, yeah, it wasn't really about me, though. It was about talking the umpire out of out of the stroke he gave. <laughs> we, no, and the stroke got taken and scored, but we got it overturned. Because? Well, we convinced the umpire that he balked. Well, there you go. If he balked, he balked, didn't he? Yeah. If the umpire believes that, all the better for it. Yeah, fine line. <laughs>